Welcome to the Intimate Conversations with Deatra Simpson podcast, where we talk about relationships, spirituality, life lessons, and all things that are possible. Today, we're going to talk about faith and being stronger than our weaknesses. We're even going to touch on the incubation process. These are just some things that have been ministering to me over these last few days that I wanted to share with you. The first thing I wanted to say about faith is that we often get caught up in seeing faith through the lens of religion, when in actuality, we were all given a measure of faith, and that faith is a form of believing. Faith is not just about what we believe in, but it's also about what we put our faith in. For example, I used to put my faith in drugs and alcohol to give me relief, to make me feel comfortable. I used to put my faith into partying so that I could feel like I belonged. I used to put my faith in my body so that I could experience love. And what I realized was that I was creating artificial peace, artificial joy, artificial relief, artificial love. And what I learned about this artificial love and peace and joy and relief was that it wasn't sustainable. And I needed to find a way to put my faith in something that would sustain me, something that would make me feel whole, something that would allow for me to experience peace no matter what turmoil was going in my life. I needed to put my faith in something that would allow me to experience joy no matter how much pain that I experienced from life. I needed to put my faith into something that would give me a relief that did not cause me to compromise who I was. I needed to put my faith in something where I was loved unconditionally. And that's why I decided for myself to put my faith in God, to be sustained from the inside out, rather than looking for external things to make me feel temporarily whole. And since I've put my faith in God, and this is just my personal decision, that my life from the inside out has been transformed. So I encourage you to assess for yourself, where are you putting your faith or who are you putting your faith in? I also remember putting my faith in my talents, putting my faith in my gifts. But when I became discouraged or when I was no longer motivated, my gifts couldn't even fulfill me. And that's why I needed a real place to put my faith. And for me, God is a living God who loves me for me, who wants to give me his peace that surpasses all a man's understanding, who says that his joy is my strength, where no matter where I am, I belong. Putting my faith in God has given me and given my life a greater purpose. And so again, I encourage you to look at what are you putting your faith in and is it sustainable for you? The definition that I use for faith is found in Hebrews 11 and 1, and it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. And that's a pretty loaded definition because what I hear is that faith has hope included in it, has trust included in it, and has belief for what is possible. And as human beings, we all have hope. We need hope to carry us through difficult times. We need hope to carry us through scary times, to help us to make hard decisions. Hope is really significant. Hope is significant for our life for enduring purposes, right? When we're trying to endure through something, we need something to help us to continue on our path. 
But not just that. I realized on this journey in life that when hopelessness sets in, other things are open to us. Hopelessness can lead us to a place of self-harm or other harm. Like That's how significant hope is in our life, that without it, we fall into depression. Without it, we fall into anxiety. Without it, we fall into a fear-based way of believing and operating. Without it, we easily fall prey to discouragement. We easily fall prey to what's not possible in our life. We easily fall prey into giving up and feeling defeated and feeling overwhelmed and allowing that overwhelm to consume us. So hope is essential for everyday life. And I have a friend, Jen Slumack, who says she's a hope dealer. My friend Patrice, who says she's a hope dealer, that they intentionally go out to give hope to their people. So how do you maintain hope in your own life? How do you ensure that that you don't fall into the, the pit holes of hopelessness? And understanding that just like marijuana, for example, is a gateway drug, that hopelessness is a gateway to depression, that hopelessness is a gateway to something as severe as suicide or homicide, that hopelessness tells us that there's nothing that can be done about my circumstance. It causes us to shut down on being able to see other alternatives, other solutions to our problems. That's why hope matters so much because it's our defense against hopelessness. So I ask you, how are you guarding your hope? How are you manifesting hope in your life? How are you nourishing hope? And then how are you giving hope away? And we need trust. Even if trust has to do with trusting the process versus the person. I was just working with the coach earlier today and she was riding high on her anxiety wave because she was going on vacation and she was convinced that her clients couldn't make it through something without her. And I brought to her attention how imperative it is to trust the process and that if a part of this process, this juncture in their life is that you are to not be there, then we have to trust that that is a useful part of the process as long as you've done all that you can. And then there's the piece around believing that all things are possible or believing that what you desire to happen in your life is possible. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. We have to believe it and speak it before we ever see it. And so therefore, faith is also a mindset, a mindset of hope, a mindset of trust, a mindset of believing that what you want manifested in your life is possible. So this led me on a journey this week and I want to share a little story with you. So a few weeks back, I was on a run and my knee started hurting. And so I'm tending to my knee. I'm like, okay, baby, we gonna get home safely. Just stick in there with mama until we get home. And so I made it home and I did all this research. I put the ice on my knee, I elevated my knee, and I wanted to find out what was causing my knee to hurt. What I learned was that the knee supports the whole leg. And so if you have weak hips or weak thighs or ankles, then it can impact 
the knees. So I said, okay, now that I know that, what do I need to do? And so I learned different stretches, different exercises to strengthen my leg. I also went to the next step of purchasing a knee brace because I really could not imagine myself not walking anymore, not running anymore, not being active. And so I go get the knee brace. I put the knee brace on. I go on a walk and lo and behold, my other knee start hurting. So I'm like, oh shoot, Jiminy Crickets, what is going on? Why are my knees giving out on me? So I decide that I'm going to buy another brace and that I'm going to wear these braces because I was not going to give in to the idea that walking and running could be taken away from me. And so I let a couple of days pass per my daughter slash doctor's advice to give my knees some rest. A couple of days ago, I said, you know what? I'm going to start running again because I refuse to allow myself to be limited by my fear of being in pain. And it's the same thing the way we think about emotional pain when in relationship with other people that we allow ourselves to be limited by our fear of being in pain. And so I said, I'm going to run. I'm going to do one lap and see how it goes. And as I was running on that lap, I began to chant this mantra, I am stronger than my weakness. I will not be limited by my pain. Because I began to feel the pain show up in my knee and I said, I will press through this pain. In fact, not only am I stronger than my weaknesses, not only am I stronger than my pain, but I am stronger than my fears. I am stronger than my doubts. I am stronger than my worries. I am stronger than any loss that I can experience in my life. I am stronger than any addiction. Because when I tap into that power source inside of me, I have all access to strength. And while I was on that run, I had an experience of leaning in and embodying that strength. And, and I brought my body along with me to say, follow me, trust me, I got you. We shall not be limited by our pain. We shall not be controlled by our pain. We shall not be controlled by our fears. We shall not be controlled by our doubts. We shall not be controlled by our worries. We shall not be controlled by our trauma. I don't know about you, but I am exhausted with limitations that I've placed on myself. I was speaking with two leaders today who I am coaching on transforming the culture of their team. At some point in time in the conversation, their doubt was made evident. And I asked them, one simple question, just what do you want to see in your team? Because they were describing how their team goes through this cycle of highs and lows emotionally that becomes a burden on the team. And I'm like, wouldn't you like to help regulate that? And well, I don't know if we could do that. And I'm like, but it's within your power to help regulate, to help balance that out to help them to see that they can come up out of a pit, that they don't have to wallow in whatever it is and that you don't have to wallow in it either. And really calling them into their responsibility to own the process of transforming the culture of their team, of owning the process of 
drawing their team in to invest, calling them into the responsibility to be committed to the process, even though it is going to take some time. And I explained to them that change happens incrementally, even in weight loss, right? I've been on this journey of transforming my dietary life, my physical activity life, and I didn't lose 20 pounds in two days. There are so many other things that have to come into alignment before you can see the results. For example, consistently drinking a gallon of water a day. For example, consistently doing some activity that builds the heart rate up. For example, eating healthy and clean as possible and doing all of these things consistently. And when I saw myself practicing those things consistently, then I began to see results over time. So let us not be discouraged because we can't have a microwave result. And I reminded them that it's important to not look for the microwave result, but to look for the small shifts. And when you look for the small shifts, to magnify them, to magnify them in order to motivate the team to stay on the track towards the desired change. So what led me to running, just the background story, is that the night prior, I had asked my husband to make me some chocolate chip cookies. And that's one of my weaknesses. I gave in to my weakness and I ate four of those cookies and they were so delicious. I had made a conscious decision that instead of being hard on myself and tearing myself down and beating myself up because I ate those four cookies, I said, let's do something different. So when I go out on my walk today, I'm going to run a mile for every cookie that I ate. And there were times while I was running that it became difficult for me, which is why that mantra came up for me around being stronger than my weakness, around being stronger than my pain and not allowing myself to be limited by my pain that I even started to focus on incremental progress. Now I run in a beautiful location where there's beautiful trees that adorn the land. And so I start making each tree my new goal. Okay, all you gotta do is just make it to this tree. Okay, all you gotta do is just make it to the next tree. I made these small incremental goals that help me to complete each mile. And so the same thing goes when we're cultivating change in our life, that if we can get out of our mind the microwave results and say, we deserve the gifts and the tools and the wisdom that comes from the journey, that comes from the process, and that we are going to train our eye and our ear to hear the shifts, to hear the change, no matter how small. Any form of change is significant if it's propelling us in the direction that we want to go in. By the end of that call, those leaders said, we are committed and we're going to do this. Another thing that came up for me was this incubation process. And I'm not really a scientist type person, but incubation came up for me. Because sometimes when it comes to faith, when it comes to the things that we want to manifest in our life, when it comes to breaking the limits off of ourselves, we are in this process like the baby chick. Now, a baby chick is in a hard shell 
And how will it get out? We put them in an environment that is conducive to helping them to come to the point of breaking through their outer shell. And usually this is a 21 day process. Now at 21 days, or maybe a couple of days longer depending, this baby chick has a knowing that it could break out of that shell. Evidenced by breaking out of the shell. So then I had to look up, I'm like, whoa, how old is the baby chick when it breaks out of the shell? And I know you're probably like, that's silly. <laughs> that's an easy answer. Well, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't leaning to my own understanding about something I didn't know. So I found out that the baby chick is 21 days old. Now I'm really impressed because I'm like, how does this baby chick at 21 days old have a knowing that it could break out of its shell? And if a baby chick has a knowing that it could break out of its shell, its hard external shell, then I can break out of mine. I can break away from my weaknesses. I could break away from my fears. I could break away from my doubts and my worries, from my trauma, from my pain, from my loss. I could break away from the things that are limiting me from manifesting what I want in my life. If this baby chick at 21 days old can break out of their shell, I can break out of mine. You can break out of yours. So like the baby chick, let's break out of our shells together because it's possible. So faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for. What are you hoping for in your life today? What do you want to desperately manifest in your life that you haven't seen an inkling of it being manifested, but you are hell bent on holding on to what is possible for your life? What hasn't been seen in your life that you know is possible? that you're waiting in expectation. Or maybe you stop hoping. Maybe you stop believing that what you desire in your life you could have. And I would encourage you, put pen to paper, write out your hopes, write out your desires. What is the thing that you've been longing for in your life? And then seek to lay out a process, a process that you can follow just as we would if we were on a weight loss journey. We find a process that works for us and then we trust the process evidenced by our consistency in showing up. And then what weakness are you stronger than in your life? What fears are you stronger than? What doubts are you stronger than? What pain are you stronger than in your life? And then what are the limitations that you're ready to be broken off of your life? Or maybe you're clear on all of those things. You're clear on what you're stronger than. You've already got to the place where you've broken the limits off of your life, off of your belief system. What incubation process are you in? Where you know you're so close to something being manifested in your life, but it's up to you to break through that outer shell. And what I love about learning about the incubation process is that it doesn't have to take a lifetime. Because for the baby chick, it only took 21 days. That means 21 days for it to form <laughs> in the egg and then to be strengthened and then have the wisdom or the knowing that it could break out of the shell. That there was another version of life that was waiting on it. What's waiting for you? And what's holding you back from breaking through that outer shell? What's holding you back from becoming who it is you want to be? What's holding you back from seeing you in a new light? I know for me today, when I was on my run, there's a part where I'm able to go to the water. And when I got to the water, I said to myself, I give myself permission 
to believe in the greatness that's inside of me. You think you can do that with me? Can you believe in the greatness that's inside of you? That you are deserving of experiencing what comes along with that greatness? Even the hardships, because even those will work together for your good. When you align yourself to your truth, when you align yourself to what it is that you really want to manifest in your life. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Intimate Conversations with Deatra Simpson. It's been a privilege and an honor to reveal myself to you, and I look forward to our next conversation. Until then, take care of you.